Thank you. Well, thanks once again for having me. I appreciate getting a chance to speak. And uh, we are going to talk about grace a little bit different now. One of the sub-themes of this Insight series is sharing grace. And that's where we're focusing on for this Bible class. You are God's grace to the church. You are God's grace to the world. Uh, God has intended to give you as a gift. Grace and gift are essentially parallel words. And you have been given as a gift to this congregation and to this world that we live in. And the more I appreciate that's who I am, the better my life is going to go, the closer I'm going to be to God, and the better the world is going to be. So that's what we want to talk about today. Grace. The, the definition we've been focusing on for grace on this, in this seminar is it's not about how much you do. It's about how close you are to God. Grace is this avenue whereby the perfect God comes to be in us. We become his temple on earth. We become his vessel on earth as his church and as his people, housing the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you have something to contribute. A lot of you have probably seen images like this next one. The world needs something that you have to contribute. Think about, for some of you, this is going to be really, really obvious. For some of you, you're going to have to think harder about it. What part of your job would you do even if they didn't pay you? Some of you, there's no part of your job you would do if they didn't pay you. And that's okay. That's all right. I would, I'll tell you the truth, I would teach for free. And I know this is being recorded. <laughs> I would. I would teach for free. However, to my dean and the president of my university, I just want you to know, you're paying me to grade those papers and to sit on those committees. That's where I'm getting paid for. That's the part of my job I wouldn't do for free. But, but I love that part of my job. And odds are, there is a part of what you do that you get a rich, deep fulfillment for. And, and think about that. There is a part of what you do, even if it's not your work, there's a part of what you do during your days. It's a part of what you do probably here at this congregation that it doesn't matter if people pat you on the back for it or not. It is its own reward to you. And you need to pay attention to that because odds are that's very connected to what it is that God is trying to give the world and this church through you. You are God's grace to this church. You are God's grace to the world. Romans 12, verse 5, actually I put in your, if any of you are using those uh, study booklets, I put this whole section because I just think Romans 12, the whole chapter is just beautiful about grace and how it practically plays out for us. Romans 12, verse 5, in Christ we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 
you don't belong to yourself. You belong to Christ. He paid for you. And when he paid for you, he said, now I'm going to give you to these other people. Well, I may not like all these other people. Tough. I bought you. You're mine now. I'm giving you to them. And the best part of you, the part that I've been honing and crafting and to create a gift in you worthy of the service of God, I'm donating it to this church and I'm donating it to this world. That's the way it's going to work. And that's how you become you is by giving yourself away to them. You feel bad about yourself, sad, depressed, defeated, hopeless. You feel bad. You cannot fix that with more self. You just can't. It doesn't work like that. When I worship myself, I worship a fierce and jealous God. When I worship myself, even God's gifts, the best part of me, even God's gifts, have to be sacrificed to me. So even the part of God of my gifts that God has been intending to give to the world and to give to this church or to give to his body. Even that best part, I have to figure out a way to make it all about me. I have a gift of teaching or I have a gift of service or I have a gift of encouragement, but unless I'm properly appreciated, unless I am properly praised for that, unless that gives me power, status, authority, control, unless somehow, some way, I'm getting mine, you ain't getting yours. If I worship myself, I worship a jealous God. But when I start emptying my gift into others, lo and behold, I find God filling me more and more. And what's the nature of grace? It's not about how much you do. It's about how close you are to God. Ooh, thank you. When God is in me, I am somebody. Do you believe that? When God, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to have a verbal affirmation on that one. <laughs> when God is in me, I am somebody. Okay, amen, that's good, I like that. No, I need you to repeat that. When God is in me, okay, come on. When, when God is in me, I am somebody. And that's really the truth. You become less and less and less the less God there is in you. And you become more and more and more the more God is in you. That's, that's the whole thing story of how grace is trying to change what you are and, I, and God wants you to be somebody and you are somebody because God has come into your life through the grace of Jesus Christ you don't deserve it we talked about that yesterday you don't deserve it 
Your life is a filthy mess. God's blood in Jesus Christ has made you clean and worthy of that. And now you are somebody because God is in you. And God wants to, take, wants to flow through you out into the world to bless people around you. And that's, that's the way to be full of God is that God is passing through you out into the world. So, so Romans talks about this. Romans 12 talks about this. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bring them into your house. Take care of them. 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let's not love in word or speech, but with actions and in truth. This was deadly serious in the first century. It's deadly serious in the 21st century. Let God be in you, flowing out of you through the gifts that you have, the good things that you have. The more you are pushing those through you out into the world, the more you are somebody, the more you are God's image in the world, God's temple in the world. One of the passages that I go to again and again and again in my own ministry is I'm trying to create a healthy church where I am. One that's really worth you guys looking at uh, in your own life as you contemplate what a congregation is like. I think it's kind of Paul's picture of a healthy congregational life is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. And, and I encourage you just to read it and meditate on it. It's just got so much going on in it, and we don't have enough time, really, to spend, uh, to go through all the things that are happening in that verse. But Paul kind of lays out for us what a healthy congregation, a sound, uh, safe and growing congregations should feel like and act like. He says, Ephesians 4, 7, But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ has apportioned it. So you've, you know, some of you have money and some of you have uh, generosity and some of you have encouragement and some of you are extroverts and some of you are introverts and some of you have the ability to, uh, to care for those who are sick, and some of you, and all of you have these things that God has done for you. And the world says, whatever your talents are, find a way to monetize them and grow in money and power and status. And God says, I gave you that so you can bless the people around you. Christ apportioned that out. It's all about God, not about you. God has chosen to give that to you. And so he says, Jesus won this incredible victory. If you read through this whole passage, Jesus has won this incredible victory. Like Caesar, coming back from victory, he leads captives, and then he's able to give gifts. And guess what gifts he gives? He gives gifts to the church, gifts of leadership, apostles and prophets and teachers and pastors. He gives those gifts. And why does he give those gifts? He wants to equip the whole congregation 
so that people can do works of service. It's a beautiful picture. Ephesians 4.16 says, when, when the congregation is functioning the way that it should be, from Christ the whole body grows and builds itself up as each part does its work. It's the circulatory system of Christianity. Did you get that? Christ is the head. All of us are connected to each other because we're connected to him. And each of us circulates this grace, this nearness to God of grace. Because you've got what you do, and 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 I've got what I do. And all of us have these things that God has built in us to present to the church and to yield to the church. And as you do your part, you are feeding the rest of the body. Meanwhile, other people are doing stuff you're never going to do in a million years. And they're feeding you. That's the circulatory system of God's body. And guess what happens when that happens? Everybody who's engaged in that are all getting closer to the head. Everybody who's engaged in that are all getting closer to each other. That's literally what the passage says. The leaders equip the members for works of service. As each one serves the body, everybody grows closer to Christ, who's the head. As each one serves the body, the body grows closer to each other, and each one serves the body Paul says each one becomes more stable and more mature in the faith. He says, and you get Christians who are blown this way and that by every wind of doctrine, how do you think that happens? Ah, today I believe this. Oh, I read this new article. Now I believe this other thing. Oh, now I think I'm going off in this direction. Now how do you think that happens? Well, he says one way that happens is that you're not really engaged in much help to the church. And so you're not very connected to the head. And you're not very connected to your brothers and sisters. And so you're just kind of loosey-goosey out there. And anything that comes along is pretty easy to dislodge you and make you float free. He says you want to have a secure and stable and healthy church that, that's steady the answer is not pounding, well, I mean, you need good teaching, but, but, the, but the answer is not just more sound doctrine, that's important, but the answer is more giving of your gifts to the church and other people doing that too. The circulatory system of the church. We are never more full of grace then we are giving God's grace away with all of our might. Now, what's the nature of grace? What's the nature of grace? It's not how much you do, although I'm advocating you do a lot. But it's not how hard you work. It's how close you are to God. And, and when you are 
giving your grace away to the church, you are, God is in you flowing out into the people around you. And this starts to change your brain. No matter how far along the spectrum, and all of us are somewhere along the spectrum of selfishness. All of us are kind of caught up in this world system of selfishness. And I think I'm going to make myself more by judgmentalism. I think I'm going to make myself more by greed. And I think I'm going to make myself more by status, pushing you down so I can rise. All of us are somewhere along that spectrum. That's, that's part of it. But, but the more God is in you, the more you start to see authentically and sincerely, not just words, but actually in your heart, you start to say, I truly have concern. I truly have starting to feel God's love. I desire things to be the way they should be. I, not just with my words, but I truly want hungry people to be fed. When you feel that sincere stirring in your heart, that is God. That is God. No kidding. When you feel this sincere stirring in your heart, I want orphans to be cared for. That's God. When you feel that sincere stirring in your heart, I want the naked to be clothed, and I want people in prison to know they're not forgotten. They need to be visited, and folks in the hospital to be comforted, and folks who are grieving to receive care, and folks who are total strangers, refugees that are scared to death that the community's going to hate them, to know that they are loved and welcomed. When you start feeling that sincerely, not just, yeah, it's the right thing to say, so I'm going to say it, but you actually feel it, that's God in you. That's, God is, is in you. That's like stage one of God actually being near to you and you letting him express himself in you. And you find yourself starting to say things. Somebody ought to be working to feed the poor. In our church, somebody in our church ought to be taking care of the orphans. Somebody, somebody ought to be making sure that we welcome the refugees. Somebody ought to be taking care of the prison population. Somebody ought to be doing that. You know what stage two is? I am somebody. Say it with me. I am somebody. Church, you are God's grace to the church. You are God's grace to the world. Now, I want to be real clear what I'm saying. I think the conventional ministries of Christianity are a huge part of how, what God is giving. And so the things this congregation needs, God may have planned things in you that you are particularly gifted at. But that's part of what God may be doing in you. But there may be many other things that God is doing to give you as a gift to the church and to the world. I honestly think that anything that you do and your secular work can be given as a grace into the world. 
I am, I have no talent at all for science, but I love people who do. And I am convinced that a scientist is acting through the power of God. And the best scientist in the world is a scientist who knows it's God giving them the power to do what they're doing. I have zero talent for mathematics. Man, this is, I struggle for, with envy on this one. My son actually can do mathematics, my, my oldest son, he's an engineer. He can do calculus. I failed so bad at calculus. Sad. But I think math is beautiful. I appreciate I think that comes from God. And I think the Beth mathematicians are the ones who know this is a gift from God. God is working through me. And there's a beauty to math. There's a beauty to that that is, can be a gift to the world. I don't know what it is because I don't understand it. But it's there. Music is like that. Art is like that. Politics, this sounds like heresy, but it's the truth. (laughs) Politics is such a horrible mess, and it's caught up with so much grody stuff. But But the God part of politics is I want justice, and I want shalom, I want peace, and I want, and God wants that. And there are people who God has prepared to try and make those things happen. And I'm sorry, our system usually is so corrupt and you know, breaks people's spirit when they're trying to do those things. But, but honestly, that can be a gift that God is giving to the world through certain people. I just think it's true. So whatever it is that God has built into you, part of your job as God's person is to say, what is it that God is trying to give to the world through me? And your glory and your happiness and your good will be in identifying that and the beginning to let God be in you, flowing out and giving your gift to this church, to God's body, to God's world. Grace, it's not about how hard you work. It's about how close you are to God. Thank you.